Hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. This is episode 90, The Human Condition, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hello, ladies. It's good to have you here and to chat with you, even though we're not chatting. I am just so, like, I guess it just boggles my mind that you come and you listen to me talk about the things that I'm learning, and you're here because it's helping, and that's so good. I'm glad that there's something that I can do that can help lighten the load and relieve some of the struggle that we experience. And today I want to talk about the human condition. I think this understanding this topic has brought a lot of peace to me in my life. It's helped me to expand how much self-compassion I can give to me and to those around me. And so I hope that is something that it will offer to you because we could all do with a lot more self-compassion. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can. And it makes life so, so, so much more enjoyable. So I do have a couple of podcasts on self-compassion if you want to learn about that topic on its own. But today I'm just going to emphasize the human condition that we live in, which actually necessitates self-compassion. So... Here we go. What is the human condition? The human condition really encompasses the totality of the experience of being human and living human lives. So an example of the human condition, like in a physical way, is that we're all born, we all feel physical pain, we're all subject to sicknesses, disease, disability, and we all experience growth and development of some kind and then die. Those are all different aspects on a physical plane of what the human condition is, that, that we are vulnerable and yet we have the capacity for great strength. So some ways in which the human condition influences us on a psychological level is through that our emotions, right? We also are subject to disease and disability in that way. But emotions, every human experiences emotions, um, great, wonderful emotions that we enjoy feeling, and then emotions that we don't, like shame or guilt or sadness or pain. Other aspects of the human condition involve success and failure, pain and pleasure, joy and sadness, feeling fulfillment and emptiness, not being enough in some situations and being enough in others, as well as the dynamic of good and evil. This is the human condition the total experience, the opposition. It's what makes us human. By design, it is flawed. For example, when it comes to the human condition of being a parent and having children, something that I read on Facebook a while ago, a little post was about how the system is flawed. And let me explain what the post said. 
essentially the post said something like this. You have a child, and by the time you figure out how to take care of that child, they grow and develop and change. So you have to change what you're doing. What you figured out doesn't work anymore. So you have to change it. And then when you feel like you've kind of figured out things with one child, then you have another child. Only to realize that everything you learned from the first child doesn't even matter because the second child is totally and completely different. And so it's as if you can never get ahead or catch up. Okay, so as you can see that by design, the system is flawed, I guess. You could say flawed or you could say by design, we were not meant to be perfect. We're not meant to be the perfect mom. We're not meant to be the perfect spouse or daughter or friend or even the perfect human to ourselves. Perfection is not what we have been designed for. What it seems like when you look at what it means to be human is that we are designed for progress, improvement, and development. And the joy that comes from progress is the joy that we get to experience more genuinely and more frequently. Because if you look at perfection, you notice that you don't continue to experience large amounts of joy in a state of perfection. Let me illustrate it with a small example. Pouring a cup of water, for example, you pick up the pitcher and you pour the water into the cup. Initially, when you were younger, you could not do that, probably because the jug was so big and you were so small. It was hard to hold your hand steady. But after practicing and practicing and practicing now as an adult, most of us have, have really kind of mastered, you could even say perfected, that action of picking up the pitcher of water and pouring it into the cup. Now, when you were first learning how to do that, it was a struggle. It was frustrating. But then you experienced getting the water into the cup for the first time. And it was like, oh my gosh, look what I did. Look at, look what I did. Mommy, mommy, look, watch right? Because all of our kids like to do that. And we did that too. <laughs> and then as you get better and better and better, you, you don't ask mom to watch anymore. And you don't really feel so elated that you're able to pour water into the pitcher. In fact, when mom probably says, hey, pick up the pitcher and go pour water for everybody so that we can have dinner. It's like, oh, do I have to do that? It's so boring, right? Because you've already mastered it. But in our minds, we seem to have this idea that if we become the perfect mother, then is when we will feel joy and no more guilt and no more shame and no more feeling like we're just not enough and we won't measure up and we can't provide for our children the growing up experience we think they should have. Because if you look to other areas of your life where you have mastered something or perfected something, it does not, in fact, bring that joy. What does is progress, overcoming a challenge, experiencing what it's like to be on the other side of suffering or struggle. It is this dynamic that makes the human experience so beautiful. We would not know beauty without ugly. We would not know joy without sadness. If we were one thing all the time, we wouldn't know that we were that one thing. So if we were sad all the time and everyone in the world was sad, we, would, we wouldn't have any idea that we're sad. We were just 
we're just are everybody's that way so there's not like a problem and the same thing with happiness if we were happy all the time we wouldn't really know that we were happy because everybody's that way all the time right the problem comes when we experience this dichotomy and we decide that we should be one of them all the time for example we should be more happy than sad we should not experience pain or suffering or struggle. And we think this often about our children too, that they shouldn't have to experience struggle or pain or disease or disability, that that's unfair, that they should be entitled to having the childhood experience that every other child typically gets to experience, like the golden childhood kind of thing is what we all want to offer our kids and it's not that that is not a good desire to want goodness for others but I think the real question is when I desire that thing do I use it to beat myself up or do I use it to inspire better behavior that is actually within my grasp right not unrealistic perfectionistic behaviors but ones that are within my grasp that do make life fulfilling. See, another interesting thing that I've noticed about the human condition is that people often think that what causes suffering is bad. Like, and I've heard this narrative going around that suffering is bad and we should try to limit suffering and we should try to stop suffering and we should try to stop the ugly part of being human right? The bullying, the comparison, the war, the, I mean, you name it, right? The, the other awful atrocities that we've seen in our history, that we see in our present, that we project into our future, that there should be no suffering, that, that life is meant to be lived without it. Now, when I say it that way, often people will look at me and be like, well, no, no, like suffering is, you know, like there's some goodness to suffering but only like a certain amount you know like there shouldn't be a ton of suffering and only specific people should be allowed to suffer like adults especially ones you don't like right (laughs) like that certain family member whether it's your mother or your dad or your in-laws or your siblings or you know someone at the grocery store that you didn't like or that other mom across the street like they can suffer right but not my child or me, or maybe me, maybe that's okay, but not my child for sure should not be suffering, or children worldwide. Children should not have to experience suffering, period. But if you look at the reality of what the human condition is, everybody suffers. Nobody is exempt from it. Nobody is super special or too innocent for it. Everybody experiences it from the time they're born to the time they die. And everybody has equal access and experience of joy, fulfillment, even in tiny little things. Have you noticed that? That sometimes it really is the little things that bring you a lot of joy. Like getting your favorite soup from your favorite restaurant. So for me, I love Zupas. I really like Zupas and I love their tomato basil soup and their... Um, chicken pesto sandwich. Some of my favorite things, right? The little joys when I get that. It's just so yummy. And that's not a huge thing, right? But it's, but I enjoy it. 
right? So we all get to have kind of those little joys or just the joy of watching your kids, watching their eyes light up with wonder when they see something new or watching them get excited, right? We all have access to those kinds of joys and experiences. And that's part of the human condition, wonder and awe and learning and seeing the world that we're in and the beauty that's all around us. So what's the point with all of this? Making, go diving into the idea that there's this dichotomy and that perfection's not a part of it, right? Perfection is something that's only in our mind, really. Um, And the reason why this dichotomy is such a struggle, actually, it's not a struggle. We, We struggle against it, right? I like how Byron Katie says it. She says, when you fight against reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. Okay, reality is not going to change because we want it to or because we think it should be different than it is. It just is. Right? And in our case, it's our children have a disability or a sickness, something that I'm sure a lot of us feel like it shouldn't be or could we have prevented it or could we have changed it? Or that we feel guilt because we feel like maybe it was my fault, maybe if I did something different. Regardless, it is what it is now. And there's a lot of peace that comes with accepting what is reality, which is that there is this dichotomy of beautiful against ugly, good against bad, evil against good, and that there is suffering and that there is joy. And when we try to decide that the lot we've been handed in life is what shouldn't have happened, that it shouldn't be, is when we struggle the most in a non-productive way, in a way that's like being in a hamster wheel. And what's most interesting about this is that it's only part of the human condition, right? I want you to think about a cat for a minute. Cats sleep for 12 to 16 hours a day. And I have never seen in all my time of any cat that I've come across from my childhood to my adulthood, have I ever seen a cat who exhibited any kind of behavior of, oh my gosh, I am such a lazy cat. I cannot believe that I slept 12 hours today. And yesterday it was 16. Like, man. I'm just being so unproductive and I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting my life. Like, I am a lazy cat. Right? We've never, I mean, I haven't. If you have, I'd love to hear about it. But cats don't do that. (laughs) Right? They just are. And that's because they don't have this capacity that humans do to envision the future, to remember the past, to think about why we're here on this earth and what our purpose is here and how should things do. And they they don't, cats don't create some sort of expectation outside of their lived experience. But we do. And then we beat ourselves up when we don't tend to manifest those expectations. And that's how we can create a lot of suffering in our own personal worlds. The cat just sleeps because it knows it needs it. And then it eats and it sleeps again, poops, hunts, finds a mate, has little kitties. 
you know, and does it all over again. And they are fulfilled in that. They're willing to accept the reality of what it is to be a cat. The reality of being a human mother means being flawed, not being perfect, dropping the ball. It means wanting to be with your kids and wanting to be away from your kids. It means not being everything for your child. It means knowing that your kids will suffer because of you and grow well because of you. It means that half of your life experience will be suffering for all sorts of reasons and that half of it will be wonderful and memorable in a good way. And when you're willing to step back and go, it's okay that I'm human and being human is enough, especially in a world with a bunch of other humans. Then we're able to give ourselves more grace and more self-compassion. And we actually start showing up a lot better and enjoying our existence more. Because we aren't comparing ourselves to some unreachable version of ourselves. And even if we are comparing ourselves to a version of ourselves that is reachable, putting ourselves in a position of shame or guilt or suffering because we're not there yet steals away the joy of the journey in becoming that person. I think that the reason that a lot of people don't or aren't willing to, especially us mamas, aren't willing to accept the reality of our own humanness and our own limitations is because it probably feels like settling or giving in or being like, eh, I don't care. I'm just going to not, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this because... Because then what? Like if I don't pressure myself, then I won't improve. And that's not true. But it is something that we often think in our minds. It's like I have to pressure myself in order to get this done so that then I can be kind of the person I want to be. And that does work for a short period of time, right? The white knuckling it. But then you don't feel the joy of the journey and the experience of it. And then you miss out on the kind of joy that you could be experiencing in the current circumstances that you have, regardless of what those circumstances are. And I like to use nature as an example of that. You can look out in nature and see the world out there and you can see absolute beauty and awe. The way that things organize themselves all the time instead of going into chaos. How the grass grows, the trees grow, the flowers bloom in the spring, the leaves change in the fall. And you can see the miracle of birth among the animals out there. And at the same time, you can see disease and death and decay and the havoc that natural disasters can wreak. Is that the word? Wreak. <laughs> on, on everything in its path. So both of them are there. Acknowledging both of them is important 
so that you understand the reality of where you live and how you're moving in it. But taking the time to stop and notice the beautiful things is the part of the human experience that we enjoy feeling. And I like to try to spend more time focusing on that than on the things that are awful that I cannot control. All right, so that's what I've got for you today, ladies. Try that on for size and see if pulling in a little more acceptance of your own humanity, the fact that you have a hard time being everything for everybody all the time and that you can't do it all and that you actually do get tired and you do need sleep and you do need self-care and that those things are okay and that it doesn't make you weak or less than, that that's the way you were designed to be. And maybe... By taking care of yourself, you're able to show your children what it means to be a functional human and to how to manage life with your humanness. That's a great lesson to pass on. All right. Thanks for tuning in today, ladies. Until next time, take care. (laughs) 